What's going on everyone? Kelly Cavalier here, one half of Seven Ever Media, and welcome to the Honky Tonk Highway, week two. This is episode number four. Y'all made it to the second week with me. Thank you all for joining me. Glad y'all are giving us the support. If you haven't, head over to uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, like and follow. That way you're notified every time we go live. That way you don't miss anything we're posting. We're posting two to three videos a day, some throwbacks, some walkthroughs, all sorts of fun stuff for y'all to check out, and it's all absolutely free. Totally free, nothing but free. So, today's guest. Some of y'all know him as one of the most technical dancers to ever grace our floor. Um, he's actually the reason I actually started competition line dancing. Um, good friend of mine, line dance extraordinaire, ballroom dancer, country dancer, owns a successful, probably the number one studio in all of Louisville, Kentucky, and a successful online dance business. Say hello to my buddy, Mr. Superstar himself, Brian Barakowskis. What's up, gang? How's it going, Kelly? Pretty good. What's up, Superstar? Thank you all for coming on. Yeah, what else am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been uh, going live about 14 times a week uh, with the crew over at Dance Louisville, so uh, you're doing a ton. <laughs> we're actually every bit as busy as we were pre-all of this. That's um, always a yeah. good thing. We've been good or bad. Good. Or, we'd rather be a different kind of busy, but at least we're... Uh, at least we have work. That's true. That's so true. Um, for those who don't know a good story, uh, tell us how you got started. Gosh, got started where I walked in a bar when I was 21, and uh, here I am today. <laughs> that was 1997. Yeah, so for those of you guys who don't know, that's I walked into Coyote's Music and Dance Hall here in Louisville, Kentucky, somewhere in early 97, and uh, got hooked fast. Got hooked fast and pretty much never looked back. So uh, that spawned into traveling around the world as a line dancer and then opening a studio in 20 January of 2006. Um, started running events seven years ago. We jumped in the dance cruise business two years ago. We've been doing online lessons for four plus years. Um, there you go. And here we sit today with all of it on with all of it on pause. <laughs> oh, no, not really, because you're still doing your online stuff. You're still. Yeah. Uh doing a bunch of behind the scenes, getting ready for your events. Um, I know I love coming to your events, Derby City Swing in uh, January and the New Lou Open in May. I'm kind of bummed that New Lou's not happening. I love coming. Canceled. Gone. S-Y-L-B-B. But kudos to the Crown Plaza Hotel who did not jack us for their contract and charge us a bunch of money so we live to fight another day. So shout yes. out to the Crown Plaza. Yes. Great hotel. Great hotel. Um, so... I've actually got a lot of questions that actually came in that I didn't have to come up with. This is, and I That's have great. some that I came up with, so this is good. That's um, fun. <laughs> it's don't okay. say that too yet, because uh, <laughs> so lots of people know uh, you like to climb mountains now in your spare time. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, yes, I do. Um, they want to know: uh, Do you have any climbs coming up scheduled? And uh, if you'd ever so, climb Kilimanjaro again, I would a hundred percent climb Kilimanjaro again. That was the coolest thing I've ever done. And funny that you guys asked because right there, I don't know if you can read that, but we did a, uh, I met two buddies. I climbed Kilimanjaro with my uh, cousin who turned 40. That was like his 40th birthday thing. And so we did that and we met two dudes there. Um, now good friends live in Atlanta, um, Daniel and Jason. And so we got this idea of doing some other climbs. We ultimately want to do Denali up in Alaska. So that's kind of our Everest. We don't want to do Everest too expensive, too risky. Um, but Denali is actually really, really, really hard. Um, 
So in an attempt to build our skill set, we went out to the Pacific Northwest and hiked Mount Baker. Um, and then we were trying to decide what the next one was going to be. And so I bought this like little summit thing from Mount Elbrus in Russia. And that was like our, well, F it. Brian bought that thing. So I guess we're going to go to Mount Elbrus. And so that sits on my desk. And so we were supposed to go um, in June. And technically speaking, they haven't said we're not, but we're not. <laughs> we're not. Um, yeah, so that would have been just a little bit under the uh, elevation of um, of Kilimanjaro, but it would have been uh, it would have included some technical, uh, not high technical, but some technical mountaineering and crampons and all that stuff. So that's why we were uh, practicing our skills last fall. But we will be sitting home this June instead of going to Russia. Well, I'm sure your back probably appreciates that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm physically feeling great. I'm in great shape. I worked out this morning. I'm going to go for a run after I'm done here. I'm ready to go. Like, That's good. I'm That's in, good. I'm actually in better shape than I was for the previous two ones. Um, so um, I'm going to transfer off uh, climbing. We're going to go to baseball real quick. Um, I just had the privilege. Yep, you got your Red Sox cap on, throwing the baseball yep, around. Yep. Um, we just got to have – you were here, and uh, we went to a couple games, you, Emily, me, Kelly, a um, couple yep. of spring training games. Um, one of the questions was if you could move any team, <laughs> these are great. I know. Aren't they? Um, if you awesome. could move any team, uh, which team would it be? And where would you move it to? <laughs> oh man, that's a, that's, I don't, I have an answer for everything. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'd probably, so of course I'm a Red Sox fan. I grew up there. Um, yeah, but I don't see you moving them out of Boston. No, no, you got to leave them intact. So I'd either, um, I'd either move the Yankees to like North Dakota, to like North Dakota, <laughs> Yankees to like Fargo, the Fargo Yankees. I would either do that, or I would take, uh, or I would take one of the failing Florida franchises and move them to Louisville because this is a decent baseball city. Actually, I don't know if you can see this, but behind me. I've been kind of building my your, your bat repertoire. Uh, yeah, yes. my baseball bat collection, and I've got some. Uh, I ordered some, like some of the uh, original ads, like or the yeah, some like original ads, some old ads from like the 1920s oh, from nice. Louisville Slugger. Yeah, so I want to put them up there, and I got all my ball collection, and so I've got um, a spring training ball for each year that I've been, and I wanted to get like a baseball for all of the main things. So like I've got an official world series baseball an official major league ball. I got like an official, uh, little league baseball, um, a college oh, wow. world series one, a Cape Cod league one for those of you guys who know the Cape Cod league. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah. Little league Omaha. Yeah. So it's pretty, it's the collections. Yeah. I would move of, of Florida franchise, like the Marlins that no one cares about to Louisville. So <laughs> I, I don't blame you. Between them and the Rays, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I know you have your tradition of uh, hitting every spring training park. I think yep. after uh, you're done with that, I think we should hit the Cape Cod League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of grew up doing that as a kid. Like my my mom dated someone down the Cape once uh, for a summer, and so I spent a summer down there going to. Um, his son played in one for one of the Cape Cod League teams, and so I went to a bunch of games there. And so when I go back, I try to I try to. My dad lives like yeah within earshot of uh, of the Bourne Teams Stadium, so that's super fun to do because you get to see like major league talent in essence 
um, in not even a big college game. It's a, it's above college level. Um, but yeah, you can walk right up to the fence and talk to the people. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, we're going to get back to baseball because I got a couple other ones that are definitely in there. Um, let's get on. To, I know. Um, on the topic of dancing, um, for those who don't know, you do run West Coast Swing Online, probably the most successful online dance lesson uh, business that I know of, at least. Um, how is this whole pandemic uh, affecting you guys? Are, is it still going strong on the on the online aspect? I know Dance Louisville, you did uh, you've been offering free classes yeah. six nights a week. Yeah, the, the studio is shut down, right? So for those of you guys who don't know, we have a studio. A year ago, we opened up a kid's studio. We have two events, a swing event, a country swing event, and then we do three dance cruises a year. And so if you can imagine, all of the rest of that came to a screeching halt. We were able to get one cruise out early in March, like the first week in March, and it came and went with no issues. But the rest of it has been a disaster, you know, closing down the events what to do with students at the studio and their monthly payments. And so it's literally been all this business garbage that um, we've been digging ourselves out of. And the saving grace has been that we've been doing dance lessons um, online for four years. And that's actually been one of the most successful things we've done. So we really understand the business um, in terms of giving value to people. So the good news is from a, from pretty much all the metric standpoint, it's absolutely the same as it was before. Um, I could imagine that it would be better if things were okay, but um, we've actually kept everything from views to revenue to everything um, stable and right on track. That like to, to today's checking the numbers today, it's every bit as good as it's as it's been. Um, and then the advantage is we have more free time, so we're really actually connecting a lot more deeply with the customers and spending more time understanding what they want and how to serve them. And um, it that part's been cool, and it's been. That's all we're focused on now. Me behind the scenes, you know, making sure we don't go bankrupt, right? And doing all the boring businessy right. stuff. Um, but forward facing, we've been able to build out. We shot a bunch. I don't know how much we've talked. Like, we've got a good start by starter set. I mean, like over a hundred videos uh, on Two Step Nightclub East Coast Cha Cha. So there's almost a hundred built out for those, with another probably hundred on the way. That's good. Um, yeah, so when we're done, and by done I mean within two weeks, we will have probably in excess of 700 plus videos on the website for West Coast Swing, Two Step, Cha Cha, East Coast Nightclub, and some waltz. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And and this is kind of fun because no one sees this stuff going on behind the scenes. Like we send out a lot of emails to people, we ask them what they need, and obviously we're selling them courses and memberships and stuff. But we're also giving away a lot of stuff. I just flat wrote an email and said, hey, who's out there suffering, you know, would like to watch some courses and stuff like that, send me an email, I'll hook you up. So we've been, we've been hooking up a handful of people a day and giving away stuff. So it's, you know, it can't, can't fix anything, uh, but at least it's the little bit that we can do because we've got some cool content um, sitting there for people to consume. And, you know, if people can pay for it, we appreciate it. And if they can't, we'll hook them up. Yeah. So it's kind um, of a feel good. Yeah, no, I saw you gave away the $500 for a student, uh, what was it, a couple weeks ago? And we did that. Yeah, we do a giveaway at least a couple times a year, and so it was planned, and so we we did it anyways. Um, and so we sent a $500 check to a dance teacher um, for a private lessons. So the student that won, um, the student that won uh, uh, 
was able to get $500 in private lessons, which they can't take right now. But we sent the, the, you know, the teacher a check for $500 of lessons for the student, and they got an a lifetime subscription to the website. And so if, they, if anyone's watching, shoot me an email, brian at westcoastswingonline.com. And we do giveaways at least twice uh, in a perfect world, as many as four times a year. And so we will reach out and give away things relevant to your audience. Like we did a free weekend to Mad Jam, you know, as we paid two nights hotel and a weekend pass. We've done that for our events. We've done, you know, $500 giveaways on three occasions. So, yeah, even though times are bad, we're still trying to give, give, give. Like you said, free, free, free. Yeah, you uh, you kind of are the marketing genius. I know uh, I know. I uh, base a lot of the stuff I do, I, I call you up and we chat a lot and I know yeah. uh, most people get <laughs> – it's kind of funny because we are the only two that really nerd out to the numbers. <laughs> when uh, Especially when we get together, we'll look at numbers over stuff for uh, yep. a lot. And um, every time I come up with an idea that I think might work, I definitely – call brian and uh bounce it off him first and say hey what do you think about this <laughs> yeah we're sitting with emily you know and it's like basically now i have a college degree in in real world maybe even a master's degree in like real world marketing in the dance business right because I've, I've had a studio and oddly enough when i was with you like before this whole coronavirus thing hit we've talked about this yeah. um it was our best week in business ever in 15 years, literally the best month and the best week ever. The kids' studio hit its peak. The the the, the regular studio, the online lessons were strong. The, our cruise to Alaska was sold out with 166. It was literally the best week in business. And I remember telling Emily, I was like, when we got down there to Florida, I was like, why am I nervous? It's the best we've ever done, and everything's safe. And we're smart as a business, and we. There's money in the bank and we're doing great things. And like I was nervous and I was <laughs> super anal about budgets and paying attention to money. And thank God I was because it came crashing down fast. Yeah, I remember I remember uh, pulling up and we were talking about that on the way to games, how you were having a great week and you're like, OK, now what's going to happen? <laughs> and then, yeah, this. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I can't wait for it to end because uh, I missed one of my trips to Louisville. That I normally get to yeah. take every year to come hang out with you. Miss a lot of stuff. Yeah, I was supposed I, to be on an RV trip. I was supposed to leave <laughs> yesterday, today. I was supposed yeah. to leave today. Yeah, I was all booked, ready to go, and I just just can't, just yeah. can't. I I know I enjoy them because usually the the way it goes when from the time I land when I come visit Brian is we eat, we visit the brewery that's attached to the studio, yeah, drink yep. bourbon, we talk numbers, and we shoot videos. It's awesome. It's literally. Nonstop. You do, yeah, you do the best stuff you like to do. It's funny. You know what, Kelly? They're selling um, – obviously, you can't go in the brewery, but they the garage door that's to the left of us, where they that's where they do all their brewing. or uh, They store stuff. They do brewing on that left side to the left right. of the kids' studio. They've got that garage door up all day long, and they're selling crawlers out of there. Out of there. Uh, yeah, I know a couple of breweries yep. down here that's doing that. Yep. They I, ran I, out. They physically ran out of all their cans. I would, I would definitely – I would probably be there every day. Um, I love my trips to Hossopple. Yep, Hossopple. I always, there you go. Yeah. I, I always pronounce it wrong every time. I have two of hat, two hats. Louis calls it Hopsopple because he's like, it's beer, hops. It's, like that the, it's actually the um, owner's wife's maiden name, Hossopple. Ah, I know. That's, that's like a dream. Dance studio and brewery literally attached to each other. That, that just goes. It's pretty. I would never leave. Legit. Yeah, I've actually bought more beer from them now that they're like closed. 
because we buy a, we buy a can for every night we go in the live feed and we split a, a big go. can of beer. Yeah, it's super fun. <laughs> I'll be doing that here in about two hours. Yep, and I'll probably be tuning in to watch like I have been a couple nice. of the, most of the nights a week. Tune in and uh, check you guys out. All right. Um, so, for those who don't know Brian, um, besides dancing, he has three main loves. Three of them. Bourbon, baseball, and mixed martial arts. Yeah, boy. Um, so. Not in that order, though. Bourbon not, like no, not in that order. It's probably <laughs> yeah. uh, bourbon, MMA, and then baseball. It's probably MMA number one. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen your bourbon collection. <laughs> I have a good bourbon collection, but no. And I do have Bourbon and Beyond t-shirt for the event. Shout yeah. out to Louisville's Bourbon and Beyond Festival. Um, yeah, no, MMA has got to be number one. <laughs> this is funny. Mandy Davis said you also have a love from New Kids on the Block. I do. <laughs> I do. I've been listening to a lot of NKOTB lately. The Way. Mandy will be the only one who's watching this who knows that. But The Way. That's been my song this week. I like that song. <laughs> All right. If, you're, if you could have a job besides dancing – Besides being a studio owner, owning West Coast Swing Online, would you A, have your own bourbon label, B, general manager for the Red Sox, or C, matchmaker for the UFC? Matchmaker for the UFC. <laughs> I had a feeling 100%. that was going to be the answer. 100%. That's a good one. Yeah, no, because uh, I think the bourbon thing would, would be fun. Like, I'm a creative type person, right? I don't like the boring stuff. You are. So, you know, to run, a bourbon label would be great coming up with a concept, but then, like, running the business wouldn't be as fun. But matchmaker seems like a fun – like, Dana White's job seems fun. Um, yeah. And the GM thing, maybe, but, yeah. Wait a minute. It, Aren't, don't you kind of, like, have Dana White's job now? You fly around, hang out with your friends – Party, party, and then yeah. show up on camera. <laughs> yeah, but he gets to he gets to talk shit and swear in front of people, and I I put out my professional <laughs> image forward. When I shared my video from uh, Kilimanjaro, and I shared it to a lot of the followers of our online lessons, and it was funny because they uh, someone wrote back and said, because of course you swear, you're just like being you. You're on a mountain, right? Of course. There's, there's no alcohol. There's no internet. You're just doing whatever you do, and. Uh, so there's some colorful words amongst the boys, and someone's like, man, I didn't know. You squeaky clean image. And I was like, well, that's my professional exterior that I choose to put between me and the rest of the world. But if you're hanging out with Kelly and I, there's going to be some F-bombs. I kind of liked your uh, Start Now series you did for a while. You were kind of a mix between you and then Gary V slash Dana White during those. It was great. <laughs> Dude, if you think back, to those of you guys who don't know, I did these videos start now because the, the path for me for business, I had back surgery back in 2013 and I faced mortality where I realized that I couldn't just physically grind out lessons for the rest of my life. Like my back was jacked up and I was down for nine weeks that year and six weeks in a row. And so those of you guys who were out of work in the dance industry, you're in this similar position I was where no dancing, no money. And so I really buckled down to focus on the business. And so that worked really well. And while I was focusing on that a couple of years ago, someone said, you should put out some content around that. And so I had a little bit of a short-lived run. I don't know how long it lasted, but I put out these pretty direct videos called Start Now, like take care of your shit now. And I think back, and thankfully I took my own advice, but I feel bad for the people that were in my seat now. Because I had to handle a few weeks of not teaching dancing, but now we're all faced with not teaching dancing. And people, those of us 
those of you guys who make your events, you know, uh, at the physical events, like those are gone for a while and people who sell t-shirts at events and do live videos at events, and, like, <laughs> yeah. that whole industry is gone and there, there's nothing we could have done to prepare for that. No. Um, but any preparation that we could have done would have made things better. Like no one could predict, no one could predict this, you know, downturn in business, lose an event. 20% less customers, uh, don't get hired back somewhere. Like, okay, great, plan for that. But no one can plan for this shit. But if you planned a little bit, you're in a much better place. Three to six months of living expenses. I sound like Dan, Dave Ramsey. Yeah, um, yeah. thankfully I took your advice a while ago and the, the business path that me and Kelly have implemented a lot is based off a lot of stuff that uh, we talk about. So yeah, thankfully I uh, was very smart and uh, we haven't, We've been okay during it. Um, definitely looking forward. I think I look forward to the event starting back up because I miss being on the road. This is this is a, this is the weirdest thing because this has been the longest in a long time I've been home. Right. Um, I love love being on the road. I absolutely love it. I said this the other day in the one with JP. Um, I I I like it when I have stuff back to back to back to back and go from yeah, yeah, one yeah. event to the other, or You're... go from one event to to go to on a fun trip with you and stuff like that. I miss it. I probably miss that more than the money a lot of yeah. it, because um, yeah. that's just in my it's in my blood. I I worked hard for sure. I worked hard for many years to get to this point where I could go to thirty events a year, and yeah, I miss it. <laughs> yeah, someone said, "Do you miss on one of our Q and A sessions?" Someone said, "What do you miss most about about dancing and teaching?" And I actually said, "Like, actually, not a lot." Because um, I've been phasing out of that a little bit. I really want to grow everyone underneath me. So I don't miss so much about that, but man, I feel terrible for the people that are out of work and can't make the money and the, the personal connections that people make. And then just the fact that we can't, like there is no, you know, I, I would just hop in a car and come visit you. Like we, we're just away down in Florida, like to your point, like be bopping around a little bit and that's gone from me. You know, so that sucks. Right. But I do like the free time. Like <laughs> I organize my sock drawer. No shit. Like... Because I'd already cleaned my office. I already cleaned the office at the studio. I'd already organized. Like I was down to nothing but the sock drawer. <laughs> so I like yeah. a little bit of the free time because it gives me an opportunity to focus. But yeah. Yeah. Kelly's sure. got me definitely um, trying to get organized a little bit better. And I was able to finally set out and start this thing, which I've only been talking about doing a show kind of like this for a a year now, I think me and you've talked about different interview yeah. style stuff for yeah. a year and I finally had the time to sit down and start it and can continue it now. Well, and that's, what's exciting. Like it, it, at this point also the content, if we're talking about like doing content, cause a lot of you guys are doing live videos and that type of stuff, but thinking about the types of content that work now, like we teach dance lessons online, but you can't dance. You don't have a partner. There's only so much you can do in your living room. And what if you're a single guy or girl, like, you can't. Let's. What's great for line dancers? It's not terrible for line dancers. It's probably the best for them. It's not great, but it's better. Um, but to the point of something like this, you know, a consumable piece of material that you can just put on in the background. Like if someone just listens to the audio of this, it's viable. So we're actually going to start to branch some of what we're doing, and you'll see it in the schedule. WestCoastSwingOnline.com forward slash live. Um, <laughs> We're going to branch out and do some more like lecture style content since we can't physically dance, but maybe we can consume some information in and around dancing. Um, so I'm going to, I might do a little bit of what you're doing 
maybe not more than once a week, but um, that type of reach, you know, interviewish, you know, lecture style, not up on the dance floor dancing. Yeah, um, that's definitely uh, something people watch. Um, I love watching y'all y'all's videos, um, especially the Q and A's. I love getting when uh, oh. you sit down with uh, Em and Meg, and y'all sit there and chat, and you have your uh, your bourbon drinking at at night. It's great. It's like it's like it's like a normal night in your house. Yeah, it, it, it's We're... funny. If Louis and I think we, I think honestly, we should do this next time I'm up. We should just set it up and have me, you, and Louis one night. <laughs> We might have to he, censor it a lot, but <laughs> he went off yesterday at one o'clock in the morning. I I kind of fallen asleep in the couch and I woke up and it, even though I'm working out and trying to eat healthy, like I cracked last night and had a shitload of ice cream at like one in the morning. So I'm eating my ice cream and he goes on and I can't even I don't even want to bring up the topic, but it was about being happy in a very creative way. He's like, I want to be that type of happy. And he just went on and I was peeing myself laughing. But it's like, I can't, I don't want to share that with people because it's not my overall view of the world to talk about things in that light. But it's freaking, it's like a comedy show, right? Right. They say off color things like, you can't hit your, your, you can't hit a girl. There's no reason to hit a girl. He's like, I'm not saying you should. But there's lots of reasons. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. That doesn't mean, yeah, that doesn't right. mean. However, it's, there's a, yeah. So Louie had one of those funny things that I don't know that we can video and share with people, but it was <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah, that's like I have an interview, I have an old interview of Guyton that I did at Chicago a couple years ago when he uh, showed up um, as a special guest. And uh, I definitely cannot share the interview in its entirety. Oh. <laughs> right, um, right, we have right. talked about that. Um, <laughs> Because he, he called me the other day and he brought up, he goes, when, um, he goes, let me know when you want to go on. I go, we just got to make sure it's not like the Chicago video that we made. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there's just some certain things, uh, yeah, don't, that he can't say. <laughs> yeah. No, so that's, that's a, that's a definite. Um, all right. One of the other questions I had, uh, that was sent in to me, which guys at home chime in, if you have any questions. Bring them on Facebook, YouTube, but we'll uh, we'll ask them. Um, you've pretty much mastered uh, the art of how to market your business online through everything. Um, yeah. What's the best advice uh, you give for someone who wants to take theirs to the next level? Give value. Give value. That's the biggest advice, and and then then you have to you have to become a student. You have, like a lot of people think. Because I've been thinking about this, like how could I offer advice to dance studios? And we're going to do a video like how to survive the coronavirus as a dance studio. And there's so many different topics that you need to understand and understand deeply. But short answer is where are you giving value for everything? You know, um, that's that's the short answer. And I think people are doing that now, um, you know, because we have nothing else to do. Right. We can't charge for our services. So everyone's kind of giving it away because they got nothing else to do. But what I know through – this is very Vaynerchuk of me. Like what I know what's going to happen when we go back to work is everybody will stop giving value and go back to grabbing their paycheck. Um, but I think anything you can do to give value puts you in a good position. Um, I think that's the overall like meta concept. And then like how do you do that? Well, it depends. You know, Can you do a pizza party at your event that costs you, you know, a buck per – per person, but adds more than a dollar per person of value that comes out of your pocket. Right. Um, 
but we've talked about that. You know, can you offer free video? Mm-hmm. Can you, can you, uh, you know, pay your video guy a chunk of money to do? Because I know some people have done this. They've paid you guys to do pictures and video, and then turn around and give that to yep. their people. You know, like Mad Jam. You know, I think he does it in house, but the idea of it costs money to do that, but then your competitors get the value of video. Um, so that's, I think that's one answer. And then if that, and, and I mean, you can think about that if you're a traveling dance instructor, right? Because we have people that reach out to Derby City Swing and they go, oh, by the way, I happen to be free on your weekend and my fee is only $1,000 plus first class flights. And I'm like, dude, we're five weeks from the event. My staff has been set Except for 11 for months, right? right? <laughs> Instead of, you know, hey, the weekend is free, I'd love to come, what is it that I could do for you? I have these services, right? And basically be willing to work for very little and prove your value. Um, I think people are afraid of that concept. They're like, no, I need to preserve my value. I'm worth $1,000 a weekend. Well, not if someone's not going to pay for it. Um, so yeah, there you go. Give give value in short. Yeah, I definitely love... Um Speaking of one of your events, Derby City Swing, I definitely love because you just hounded on that, um, how your lineup is set 11 months in advance. I've been to, technically been to every Derby. I left and came and left for yeah, one yeah, of them because of uh, yeah, yeah. scheduling. And um, I think you've only had, what, two major lineup changes in, what, seven, eight years? You had, we picked the, yep. You, had, you we, added the markers and then you switched out. We had one spot that rotated every year, and we basically rotated through some of the people that would be the, the more typical traveling dance instructor, right. some little bit of name value. And then what we landed on – and when we came back around to the markers, we landed on like, oh, this is a stable couple that at the time lived in Michigan, and they're kind of our vibe, and they take care of people. And so it was like, oh, well, that's – we hit on a staff member that the rest of the staff was created – um, and there was there's a difference. There's a difference between that like down home style person and then the traveling instructor. And I've been both. Like right. it's no criticism, and I I didn't understand it. You know, when I was the traveling cool superstar Brian guy, I thought that you know the traveling instructors kind of ruled the world, and they don't. They don't. Like <laughs> the event directors and the customers rule the world. The event directors stick their necks out and risk. I mean, we risk. When we canceled Nulu, I don't. We probably had this conversation. Like, I said, "Hey, we can't do this event. You know, we're all shut down." They're like, "Okay, great." And like, they generated me a forty-seven thousand dollar bill, and I called them back and I said, "Why did you send me this? I thought toilet paper was in short supply because that's where your forty-seven thousand dollar bill is. It's just really like expensive toilet paper." I said, "Because, yeah." So, but the point was like, that's the the event directors are sticking their necks out, and I feel horrible for the events that are sitting on like no profitability because if this whole COVID-19 thing affects attendance by 20%, it might make some of those events not viable. And so the event directors are either going to stick their neck out for us or they're going to not do it. Right. And then we're going to lose events. And then the only way it's going to prop back up is if someone sticks their neck out. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a scary as I think through this thing, that scares me is events because that's the most massive amount of people. And that's going to be the last thing that comes back. Right. And uh, the, the one thing I, I, I know y'all touched on it in the question and answer the other night. I, I agree with Emily. I think that very first event back for every like genre line dance country is going to be massive. 
But the question is what's going to happen with the trickle-down effect for the rest of the year because how many people had to burn vacation days and their sick time at the beginning of all this to take off? So it's, how many people are, are going to be able to take off to go to an event? And then like Megan said in your Q&A, a lot of people are going to be work, 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 work to make money. Yeah, how many are going to yeah. take time off to do the fun stuff? So, so the, we can learn, like, I'm a little bit of a nerd for the business stuff, right? So if, if you look <laughs> at, right if you look at our you. cruise, right? Yep. Our cruise, we had 166 people booked. We're now down to like 40 or 42. So what is that? And these 42 said, we're going down with the ship. We don't care. Okay, so what? what that's about 25% of those people are super hardcore, right? They would like die on the dance floor, go down with the ship. They don't care. So there's going to be a percentage of people that are like, I don't care. Like we had some people that were like, uh, you know, I don't, I would go, but I'm, you know, 73 years old. My kids don't want me to go. Um, so forget it. Okay. There's a nominal cancellation fee. Like, ah, keep it. Like I got so much money. It right. So there's a percentage of people that money doesn't matter. And they're, they're just hardcore. The problem is that's not everybody. No. Right. Even if 80% of us were hardcore and to Megan's point, like 20%, just flat burned through all their free money for the year trying to stay alive. Right. They're hardcore, but they just can't. And so that's going to, I would have to imagine at least 20% of the, uh, like 20% of the attendance of events is going to be chopped off. And that's the best, my best guess. Um, even when things are back to normal, at yeah, least know, for a while. I know getting ready for uh, Boston uh, line dance showdown. Um, me and Jen were talking every day and real, I was ready. Whatever decision she made, I was, if, if she made the decision to hold the event and the hotel wasn't going to let it out and it was going to be 30 of us going up the party, I was getting on that plane and going up and, uh, definitely, uh, going up there and part partying and, uh, trying to put on the best, uh, event possible. Um, same yep. thing with marathon coming up. I know Scott hasn't made the decision yet. I know he's waiting until the very last minute decision with the hotel. Um, cause they're Whew. on the hook with the uh thing but if he said it's yep. on we'll load up that truck full of dance floor uh take a little drive up to up to raleigh and uh i'll broadcast it out to everybody and uh i'll go it's that's just what it is it's if he lets us they let us do it we can do it if not we can't do it well um and that's what yeah, I mean, and that, that's why I said that the, the, the event directors, I feel bad because like, same deal, right? We have this cruise. So we had 40-something people that wanted to go. We did the math. We're like, we can do it. Well, guess what that turned down to? It went from a staff of all these great names and power couples and yep. down to what's the minimum we can run it on? And it was Emily, me, because I don't, I'm not, I don't get a paycheck, right? Because I right. cannot pay myself. I can't have you come work for free, right? So we got... Emily, me, and Jonathan Baumeister, who can DJ and dance with people. And I reached out and sent that to them. I was like, look, this is what we can do. We will do everything for you to make a great vacation. But yeah, we got to jump in and get our teeth kicked in financially to try to do our best. And an event is worse than that. Like, it's... Oh, I can, yeah. I feel bad. Oh, I know. I get get to watch it firsthand with... uh with Jen and with you and I know what y'all go through on a, on a event by event basis. And, uh, I, I know what y'all, uh, try to plan out and make sure everyone has a good time. So I can only imagine that the decisions being made by, uh, some of these event directors. 
The only thing that the one thing that has shocked me, I've seen some of them, um, is a lot of people are, are. I've seen a couple canceling events all the way in September already. Like, is that really necessary? Can is that a smart idea? I think so. It comes down to two things. Number one, like your temperament, right? Like what type of. Uh, what type of uh, appetite for risk do you have, you know? And then the business X's and O's, like, can you afford to lose money? And there's people that can. They can run an event, get kicked in the teeth, lose $20,000, and to them it's not a big deal. And there's other people that are like, look, I can't afford to lose two. Like, I just can't. It's or, or worse, like, this is, there's people, we know people that run events, that's their job. They run three events a year, that's how they make their living, largely. And then one of those events goes bye-bye. And they're... So then they're going, wait a minute, not only can I not afford to lose the money, that's bad enough, but I can't go in the hole. So, and we, you know, we've talked about this, looking into the hotel contracts, largely they are, let's, this is what we found out so far. And this was like legal advice and my own homework when people have been through this. And for those of you guys who don't know, like there's a contract that basically says, uh, sorry about your luck event director you're on the hook. So right. let's say right now there's a government, the Kentucky government says no business can run. Awesome. My event is May 15th. They lift that ban on May 1st, yep. which obviously affects my attendance dramatically. Right. The contract legally says it doesn't care that your business is horrifically affected. The contract still stands as long as you can legally run the event. Right. Like that. And normally, right, nothing this bad ever happens. What's You're going to get a snowstorm or something. I mean, Florida has hurricanes, but that's the situation that people are in. And so I kind of started this by saying thanks to the Crown Plaza because I looked at them and I was like, look, we're people. You're getting killed. I'm getting where everyone's in this together. And the, I made them go up the food chain and I got a call and thankfully the guy was like, you know, because I would have showed up there with a reporter and right. said, look, I'm a local business guy. Like I do two events at your hotel. You're going to stick me and bankrupt me. Fine. Well, what am I? You're going to make me file bankruptcy and then I'm not going to come back for the next event. Like right. hook me up now and I'll do my best. And I said, look, if you put me in, and this is what's interesting and I wonder if people could do this. If I could have been put in a position, I told the hotel this. I said, this is before it got super bad. But if I could run the event without risk, even without making money, but I knew I couldn't lose $20,000 and I could produce a small fun event for people and I could drive some revenue into the hotel and and, and let the the teachers make some money and it's not as good as it was. But if I could keep the ball rolling, I'm in. But – Personally, and as a business, I can't risk losing $30,000. So I want to get the heck out of this. So to answer your question, like if, if people can put themselves in a situation like that, then great. Um, but I think what's happening is people are just jumping out going, it's not a good idea and I don't want to lose my life savings. I got a day job and I'm doing this event to serve the community and I don't need to make a lot of money. And so I think that's the position we're in. And like Big Jim just said in the comments, he goes, plus we still don't know when the country and the borders will be open. That's the other big thing. We don't know if that could, that could be the other big thing. Kentucky <clears throat> might open up for one day and allow allow thing, but Florida could yep. Be, yep. open up a different day. That's going to be the other thing. Are, are every state going to interact with each other and say, hey, 
let's open up, let's open up back again. And cause that could be the other thing we might not well, be allowed. Yeah. Like what if, what if, uh, you know, the restrictions and, and let's say my customers are coming from ten, Tennessee, right? But Tennessee holds their restrictions and keeps restaurants from opening right. for another few weeks, right? And someone's a server, makes all their money. They make a ton of money serving beer on Friday and Saturday night. But they're shut down for a few more weeks than the rest of the country because of whatever reason. Yeah. So. Or you might have everyone come there and they have no place to eat. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's, that's – and a lot of us as dancers tend to not look at things business-wise, right? But I think it's good to like assess the risk, educate yourself – a teacher is the same thing, like educating yourself in terms of what might happen to events, and that might um, allow you to understand why events are making decisions and plan your own schedules. You know, if you're a traveling dance teacher, you can look at the year and go, what's likely to come back, what's not, how do I make the best decision for myself while also taking into account, you know, the events that I work for and the other responsibilities I have and all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's scary the more that I think about it. Um, John Lindsay just commented and said, uh, same thing, for those who don't know John Lindsay, former former New England boy just like yourself. Yeah. Um, he's a general manager of the Roundup down here in Davie, Florida. Um, they've been going live a um, couple nights a week doing uh, virtual dancing. Huge shout out to John and his crew. Um, he said the same thing about the club. Um, first week back is probably going to be huge and likely have a dip because the people have to recover financially. Yeah. 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 Um. Chris Gonzalez says, could be an interesting time for marketing towards new attendees online. Um, lots of eyes on screens right now and people who have gotten hooked or at least interested by uh, the streaming experience might be itching to try it in person at their first opportunity, which is true. You could have an influx of new people. Yeah, um, and that's actually something that it's one of my – I haven't told my team here, but I've got a couple <laughs> of ideas along those lines. Um, yeah, that's why I said it's. A, it, this is a good time to, to – to give value, right? Because that's all you can do. And I understand that there's a lot of people running their intensives and weekends and, and here, and here's the catch. Like if I have to, right, if I have to go out and sell my digital weekend to pay my bills, like you should. And if people pay for it, then they're getting value and you're providing a service. So on one hand, don't feel bad for charging for your content because if people are willing to pay for it, it's a, it's a positive transaction and you are helping people. That's the neat thing about business. If you show up and take my dance lesson, even if I charge $150 an hour and I get people to pay it, they're getting a value for that $150, you know, um, even if it's a high number. Um, so from that standpoint, you could be a business person. But on the flip side, if you're in a position that you can't, um, that you can survive it and don't need to do that, it's a good way to serve the existing community and to Chris's point to, you know, give value to the people on the fringes. And this is a good way to think about it because I think a lot of people miss this. They sort of imagine that they're going to just get customers out of nowhere. And you're generally not. The customers are going to come from like, if you think about this, like you ask a dance studio, where do you get most of your business? I'll guarantee you 19 out of 20 of them will go referrals, right? So those are the people just outside that circle. So, and we do this in the studio, we run referral programs for our existing customers, right? So if you use the existing audience you have and go, who sits right outside of them? Like, who's seeing a dance video that, you know, Kelly's a dancer, and so he shares this cool video that he likes online. And then his other friend who's not sees all Kelly's dance stuff and knows Kelly's a dancer. That's the person, to Chris's point, that is most likely 
to be attached into this, not this like blind nebulous, this new person is going to fall out of the sky. Um, anyways, that's my, that's my thought. Cause that's worked for us both in the physical studio. It's worked for us in um, the online business, uh, the cruise business, same deal. Right. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the same thing when you, when you share posts online, once, once, once you share it, every time you get a share, that's more people you reach. Yep. So yep, you yep, could yep. share it. If I share a post and I get 30 people who share it, even though some of those people might already follow me, their friends list might not. And that's how we get the views. We get the more views, the better likes, follows, you know, you know, the online deal. <laughs> and, and this is a time, and I'm curious, Chris, to Chris Gonzalez, like I'm curious how his stuff is going. Cause I don't follow it super directly. I've been off Facebook during all this craziness just so I can stay focused. But, um, yeah, I'm curious how Christopher's stuff is doing and, and what type of content he's putting out because he's got a, a cool vibe and, and a lot of good energy. So I'm curious what his Yep, shout out to the is. Line Dance podcast that Chris and Megan yeah, do. Yeah, so Chris, tell me what's going on with the Line Dance podcast. Give me the lowdown because I'm interested. I'm interested. <laughs> but that's a good – It is. You know, and then within that, and this is going to sound – this is basically my start now video. You've opened up the door, Kelly. <laughs> you know, it's – there. There is a little bit of a survival of the fittest, right? I don't want to be negative, but the those of us who do a really good job are going to be okay, and those of us who make really bad decisions are going to be less good, right? So the teachers that do the best job of whatever, and I'm not sure what that is, right? Communicating to the event directors that are going to hire them or um, studio teachers doing a good job of communicating to their existing clients, um, online – you know – Communicating to your existing audience, those who do a really good job of that will likely be in a slightly better position than those who just freak out and go into a hole, right? Because more of their customers are going to believe in them, are going to be there when they when this comes back, and the ones that just go into a hole are going to be less less uh, well off. So, you know, I'm a little bit competitive, and I you would think say. of it that <laughs> yeah, and I would, but I would think of it not to the point of like putting someone down to be competitive, but like. How can I do a really darn good job in my online business? What can I do to best serve my customers at the studio for when it turns around? What can I do best? And we had some hard decisions. When I say hard, like, and we talked about some of this, like the cruise business, the numbers are so high, right? It's not just like a dance lesson for 50 or 60 bucks. It's a, a $3,000 vacation. And the credit card fees alone for me to just give them their money back are astronomical. So if I make a bad decision, I might get kicked in the teeth. One bad decision could be five or ten thousand dollars. Two or three could be thirty, and they're like, boom, you're gone, you're bankrupt, you're out of business. So thinking about the importance of those decisions, how you're communicating with your customers, what you're doing to provide value, um, if you work for people, what can you do to, you know? If I work for a business right now. I would say, what can I do? Look, the business can't afford to pay you because there's no customers. What can you do? Can you help that business out so that it's in a better place when it comes back? Because um, that's all we can do instead of, you know, anyway, it's a different different rant. No, that's a, it's all the same thing. Like uh, a lot of people asked why we hadn't gone live before last Monday. We've been out for a month and we we're known for going live at events and pretty much we didn't have an event to uh, broadcast and I didn't want to put a live stream out there that wasn't um, 
up to my standards. Um, I've, I've worked at this for six years and I wanted to make sure we put out the best possible product every yep. time. And um, yep. that's why I did the research. Made I wanted my feeds to look a certain way if we are going to do them. I wanted my show to look a certain way. It looks and good too. I like it. Thank you, sir. Thank like you. Uh, you know, uh, you know me. I'm a nerd. I, I, I do the research. I uh, study, study, study. I'm like you. Um, I, I do the homework. Um, yeah. So I, like I the, always want to make sure. Do what? I like the graphics. I need to add that into my stuff. I'm <laughs> gonna get a. Oh shit! We're gonna be doing that tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to my dance Louisville peeps who. Now Brian's gonna make you uh, <laughs> do more. They know. Yeah, they. Um. Um, Shane McKeever says I'm a legend. Shane McKeever, yeah. you're a legend. I Welcome talk about Shane. you all the um, time, brother. Shane, um, Shane is going to be on next week, guys. I uh, haven't announced it yet, but I'll let you know uh, now that he is on. Uh, dude, Shane I'm McKeever in. will be on um, next Wednesday um, on the show. I'm going to fanboy out over Shane. <laughs> Emily Larson. Thanks, Kelly. Sorry, Em. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> um, yeah, you're going awesome. to fanboy out fanboy out with uh, Shane on now <laughs> yeah Robert Royston jumped on one of my Q&A's it was super fun like Emily laughed that I fanboyed out I was like it was cool like Robert freaking Royston I actually sent a message to him I'm hoping to hear back from him I want to get him on the on this show um because he is Robert Royston is a legend um choreographed multiple line dances that that are huge um he's been around done everything Broadway yeah. country uh, does it super all good. he'd be I would love to get him on here um, so I guess our hour's almost up. Um, anything you want to give a shout out to that I haven't mentioned between your cruises and online and <laughs> Shoot. yeah. Um, if anyone's interested in our online stuff, um, go to, well, two things, go to westcoastswingonline.com, enter your email address on the front page. That's going to do two things. Number one, you can create a login to get 30 free videos on our site. Um, that's going to even be more for the free membership. Um, number two, you'll land on our move of the week email list. And from there we can communicate all the awesome stuff we have going on. Um, the live videos that we're doing, there's an entire schedule. We've got the next two weeks planned out and in the next couple of days we'll have the next month planned out. Um, so you can kind of, Look ahead and see what's going on, but westcoastswingonline.com, westcoastswingonline.com forward slash live, and that will get you the schedule and all the replays. We've got like a month, a month of stuff. We've got really cool. Um, if you're a West Coast swing dancer, a two-step dancer, some really cool content. Um, hello, Vivian. How are you? Um, and let me reference back because I read Christopher's uh, comment. Like, and those of you guys who are on Facebook, um, like if you read what Christopher did, and I don't want to read the whole thing because I'm ADD, but um, <laughs> you know, he's like he's he's coming up with ways to give value. Um, you know, uh, highlighting choreographers, um, coming up with things that are going to work for people in their current situations and house. And I think the important takeaway is because when this all goes away, a lot of people doing this stuff, they're not going to be online. They're going to go back to teaching dancing. They're going to go back to events. But using the idea of going, what's the situation? How do I best serve my customer, right? Who's my, and this is another thing, who's my customer, right? And what do they want? And figuring out the best way to serve them. And that's going to be different if you are a 
line dance teacher. It's going to be different if you teach in a studio. It's going to be different if you teach at an event. It's going to be different if you're the event director. Um, and I think that there's an opportunity for people to look at stuff. That, and you and I have talked about this a lot. Like, yeah. In terms of brainstorming, like where does your content go? How do you serve people? What people want? And here's a good thing to do. Just ask people. Yeah. It's what we do all the time in our emails. Ask people. Ask people and then listen and listen for the trends and what they um, and what they say. And don't follow the, the weirdo. There's always – I mean we've had weird <laughs> – Kelly, some weirdos. Like I, I had someone who politely told me that I shouldn't have plastic water bottles. Um, I've had someone who um, – sent me all the science on prayer and heard that I have a bad back and like offered to pray for me. But we've had people that, that wanted us to divert the cruise ship to pick them up in their home port. Like we've had yes. people have told us we're losers because we're dance teachers, you know, but if you sift through that, you're going to find the common theme. And when you find the common theme, then you can work to supporting, um, you can work to supporting your customers as best they can now and then into the future. So that's that's my takeaway. So in that aspect, this doesn't feel much different than normal life. Right. Right? Because it, it's – there's days I wake up and I'm like excited about the challenge and, and then there's days that I wake up and go, holy shit, like <laughs> how bad is this? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I woke up today thinking – Oh man, it's Monday, but I get to go online with you today, and I was I was really stoked about this show, knowing the different topics we can dive in with, the whole uh, online stuff, the whole coronavirus affecting businesses and stuff like that, and your knowledge on dance and everything in general was uh is great. Like like you said, no, everyone's not gonna be online when this is over. That's why we've already we started off with only the three, get the feet yep. wet. We're gonna do the five a week from now until the time they lift everything. And then yeah. we go back to the whole, let's let's do it two to three days a week when we're home. Yeah. We're going to be on the road. Um, I'm definitely going to do this on the road where I can have people side by side with me, not over. I can be live on location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that then, way, it still keeps the people interested because so far people have liked getting to talk to the people, which is good. Seeing the other side of a dance instructor, they might not actually get to uh, talk with on a normal basis. Yeah, and it's also another opportunity when you have downtime to do stuff. And this is funny because this is right between, like, <laughs> I don't want to share all the, the goofy you're, stuff, but, like, little... that's my quarter. I, I purposely don't want you to see all the numbers on it. But, like, right. I know. That's, I figured. Like, that's my quarterly, you know, that's my quarterly dance uh, right. goal plan, right? So, and I have it for, like, personal stuff, too, that I want to do that's fun. Um, I've got one over there for the cruise. So, like, yeah, we have our list back there of our uh, goals that we wanted to accomplish on, on this year. Yeah, and so we always talk about goal stuff, but like, I have a very practical. Um, <laughs> this I'll share this one because it's funny because it changed. It's so funny how the goals can come true. So our kids' studio was not doing very well. Um, we had it open for a year, and just it wasn't a big focus, so it wasn't doing great. And then it really kicked into gear. But when I started my first quarter, like January, February, March, um, I literally started the quarter going plan to close the, the kids' studio, right? I remember. So I started, a, I started a plan to close the kids' studio and had a plan to do that. And then it worked really well, right? And it, like we had this awesome month in February. We're like, well, shit, this is going to work. Let's keep it going. And um, But then this thing killed us, <laughs> right? Yeah. 
So the first thing they had to go is going to be the kids' studio. It's not going to open back up. But the point was, because I planned out the quarter, I had already kind of preempted that. So for those of you guys who are dance teachers or whatever, you can plan out over – like I would have a plan for what's going to go on when we open back up in May or June, right? What's going to go on from June, July, and August? What do you think that's going to look like? Make a guess. Make a plan. And so when you get into that, you don't just get into the hustle of go, 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 but you actually are a little bit in, in control of what's going going to go on in the future. Um, and that's a difficult thing for us to do as dancers, right? Cause we're not, we're not typically planners. <laughs> we're not, right. you know, we're not always the most organized people. Um, but take this opportunity as a positive to do that, do what the hell you got to do to pay your bills and live and survive and take care of the people around you. But, um, beyond that, take the opportunity of how's this going to be, how are you going to be one of the ones that survives better because you took the opportunity to, um, plan and organize. Exactly. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to close this. I'm going to close this with one question I've asked. I've asked big Jim this. I asked JP this. I didn't ask Trevor this guy. I got this question afterwards by Trevor actually. And I started where I'm going to ask this to everybody. If you could have an event anywhere in the world, no price is not an option. Where would you put it? And first five instructors, Again, no money be, money not being an object. Oh. Who would you who would you bring? <laughs> to my business planning thing, I don't have an I, I, I more I don't have a cool soundbite answer because of how I think about things at this stage. Right. Even when I say money is no object, you're gonna be like, Well, what about this, this, and this? I know yeah, you. well it's not even that, but like the the a, a more a, a more important because I have a I have a good friend, Peter Machado. Who you give him that, and he's gonna go, blah. but then yep. I would try to reel him back in and go, but who are you trying to serve, right? Because if I right. put my favorite line dance instructor, and my favorite West Coast instructor, and my favorite country instructor, and my favorite ballroom coach, and I put all my favorite people, that might be the world's best event for me, but not for everyone else, <laughs> and no one would come. Right. Because the line dancers are like, you only have one instructor. Well, that's terrible. And the what? Right. Yeah. And the West Coast swing people, like, oh, line dance isn't any good. That's weird. That, and the people hate country music. Right. And so you'd have to think through, like, who is this for? Right. And then who are the five best instructors? Because Derby City Swing has a badass list of instructors for its customers, for the people who come. Right. That they but do. it's not. That's not the best list of instructors if I'm running Mad Jam, right? And it's true. And line dancers could care less if there's a bunch of West Coast swing teachers there. So I I would I would have to know what style of event and then who would it be. Uh, since I okay, I'll, I'll throw it out. Let's go line dance. Um, since I know that's where your roots are from, that's where uh, you got your start. You're gonna you're gonna make it hard on me. Um, I figured that'd I make it leave easier. anyone out because I have so many good friends. But um, man, Rachel McEnany, shout out to her. I think she's uh, you know a list. I love. Um, I'm not going to get to the whole list. I love uh, Roy and Fiona. I mean, again, they're my friends. Um, I would have you working in the background of everything. Um, and then, and then I would ask. I would ask those people. Right, if that's my core, I would ask those people. Who are other like-minded people and who – we've had these discussions too because we talked right. about adding line dance to Nulu. And I was like, 
look, I line danced and I was in that world, but like I'm gone, right? Christopher Gonzalez didn't exist. Yeah. yeah, and that guy's awesome, right? So it's like who, what other people would fit that vibe so that that vibe was the right one for people. But I would start there. Someone like Rachel and I love Roy and Fiona and you working in the background and then I would ask you guys who we need to put there. I probably would not have Louis St. George as my DJ. <laughs> well, I, th- then, I think I would, I would put it in some really temperate area where it was like 70 degrees and sunny, like Arizona <laughs> in March in some uh, 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 like resort where you could kind of walk in between and go out to the pool in between, but it was like low humidity. So right. even though you're sweaty, you could walk outside. It wouldn't be in Florida because it's too humid. Definitely like a temperate place like that. Um, kind of a cool resort where it's beautiful around. And so if you had to walk to the main ballroom, it'd be beautiful. So that, there you go. There's your answer. Well, I thank you for coming on. Thank you for cool. being my Thanks, guest man. today. That was super fun. It was fun. Um, tomorrow, guys. Mr. Showcase himself, John Robinson, will be joining us at 5 p.m. You can only imagine the type of questions that we're going to have from him. And uh, for those who missed it, we just added a bonus class Tuesday. No, I'm sorry, 2 p.m. on Friday. Um, I'm going to do, it's me. But the topic is why your music is getting blocked on YouTube and Facebook. I've been live streaming for six years. I know a couple ins and outs. All y'all, with even with this pandemic, are getting upset that your music's getting blocked. I'm gonna tell you why. Ooh, Tune in I like two that. PM. I, I figured I figured you would because me and you have talked about this all the time. <laughs> and um, I've talked to copyright attorneys. I've talked to BMI, ASCAP, CSAC, and um, I, I know a couple things, believe it or not. <laughs> so I'm gonna share absolutely free. Two o'clock. Um, there's an event on Seven Air Media's Facebook page. Click going. It'll be on YouTube and Facebook. We'll be we talking about all sorts of music licensing stuff and uh, music for. Uh, getting blocked in YouTube and uh, Facebook guys. So once again, thanks for Brian. And um, when is that? When is that Kelly? Friday at 2 PM. Friday. I'll be there. Friday at 2 PM. And um, I'll be taking questions for the entire hour. Um, Sorry that it is during a streamlined class guys. I, you know me, I, uh, I try to, the reason I picked five o'clock is I didn't want to interfere with the social distancing stuff or the streamlined schedule. That way y'all can still do your dance lessons. Um, But I wanted to do a class um, and a talk session um, again, a lot of questions. A lot of people have asked me my opinion, and um, I want to give it out to everyone of why you're still getting blocked. So um, tune in, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye, guys. Bye.